And for part two of today's morning show, first of all, we are departing from what was our published schedule because of the illness of what was supposed to be my second guest today, Jenny Hoffman, the director of the musical Avenue Q, which is about to open at uh, the Rhodey Op- Center for the Arts in downtown Kenosha, presented by the Lakeside Players. So those performances are going to be for the next three weekends. And Jenny just hoped I could announce uh, a little bit about the show. In a tongue-in-cheek spoof and homage to Sesame Street, Avenue Q features a lively, infectious score and a beautifully written script tackling some socially relevant themes, including racism, homophobia, homelessness, commitment, and ultimately obtaining one's purpose in life. Uh, And it is a musical done with puppets, and a live pit band will be accompanying this cast. You can get more information at roadiecenter.org. And we hope Jenny Hoffman is uh, feeling better soon. So so for a different part two, and one that I'm very excited about, we're going to actually spend the final minutes of today's morning show talking about uh, a great anniversary that uh, kicks off this coming Sunday. It is the 185th anniversary of First Presbyterian Church in downtown Racine. Uh, I happen to belong to a church that's been around a while. We just celebrated our 125th, and we're very proud of being around that long. And here, 60 years before that, uh, the congregation that is First Presbyterian Church was founded. And uh, I'm very excited to be able to spend these next few minutes with uh, Reverend Darren Utley, who is uh, the pastor at First Presbyterian. We're going to talk a little bit about this church's uh, really impressive and inspiring history, and we'll touch a little bit on uh, some of the ways in which this milestone is going to be celebrated. Uh, Reverend Darren Utley, we welcome you to the morning show. All right. Well, thank you, Greg. It's really a pleasure to be here. I know that uh, a lot of my congregation listen, and so I'm, I, I know they're out there right now. So uh, thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, Very good to have you here. Um, remind me how long you've been at First Presbyterian. I know it hasn't been terribly long. Okay. Well, I came to First Presbyterian on July 4th of uh, 2021 was my first Sunday. Um, I have to say uh, Sunday mornings in uh, on July 4th in Racine is, is not always the best time to get a good crowd. <laughs> they're, they're preoccupied with That's the parade, right. but yeah. uh, it, it was only uphill from there. Ah, very good. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's an exciting place to be, and of course, uh, many people are aware of all of the things that go on there yeah. uh, related to, to various social justice issues, and certainly music plays a, a huge part, music and the arts, mm-hmm. uh, with the Music and More series and so on. So so one does not have to be Presbyterian uh, to have a great interest in this particular congregation and all the things that go on in that, uh, in that beautiful facility. Uh, I suspect that uh, you have done a little catching up uh, over the, the, the short time you've been there, uh, to the incredible and long history of this uh, congregation. And, of course, that makes uh, an anniversary like this all the more exciting and, and, uh, and meaningful. Uh, why don't you sketch for our listeners what you think is most important for them to know uh, about this congregation's long history over 185 years? Well, yeah, thank you, Greg. That's a good question. Um, yeah, one of the things that really impressed me as I was you know, trying to to discern where I was being called by God to, to serve was this long history of, of First Presbyterian Church um, in Racine. 
uh, began in 1839, which people could figure out the, day, <laughs> the dates if they, wanted, the to do the, if yeah. they wanted to do the math, but I'll just uh, lay it out mm-hmm. there for them. Um, it's about 22 or 23 people uh, gathered together um, to decide if they wanted to have a congregational or a Presbyterian church. Uh, they decided on Presbyterian for, for, a, for a time, uh, at least, and then some of the Congregationalists uh, started their own place. Uh, but... Really, the thing that is probably most impressive about those early days was, um, you know, Wisconsin itself and uh, the people of Racine uh, had a very strong abolitionist bent, uh, you know, in those early years. Uh, That part of the history and the way that um, that was a key part of the church, especially after the the building where it sits now was built uh, in in, uh, 1852, really was impressive to me. Uh, they took many stands on, on issues. They were part of uh, the people who helped, uh, you know, the, the Republican Party that uh, ended up bringing uh, Abraham Lincoln forward to, <laughs> to come forward, um, were people out of this church. The, uh, the story of Joshua Glover uh, that mm-hmm. takes place uh, in Racine, uh, uh, an escaped enslaved person who... Uh, after the uh, Fugitive Slave Act, his uh, former uh, enslaver comes up to to capture him again, and uh, he's captured and taken to Milwaukee. And the story is is that many people in Racine they rang the bell at First Presbyterian Church. They gathered in the town square and went up to Milwaukee and joined a group there and, and busted him out of the jail there and and uh, helped him get up to Canada. So, uh, you know, all of that, all of that history, when I was, when I was coming to the church, part of the committee, you know, they said, we know this history and we are wondering how we can revive and relive, you know, some of that abolitionist history, what it means for us mm. today. And and uh, that really aligned with a lot of the work that I had been doing in Richmond, Virginia, uh, the former capital of the Confederacy. Mm, <laughs> so, there so there was a, this uh, this kind of uh, uh, old uh, American history kind of joined for me yeah. <laughs> in these two locations. Right there, uh, you are. Yeah, capital capital of the Confederacy <laughs> to a church that was part of the Underground Railroad. <laughs> that that right, really right. says a lot. Yeah. As I was reading uh, a little bit about your congregation's history uh, on your your really beautifully laid out website, yeah. one of the things that jumped out at me was, uh, as you said, it was founded in 1839. If I read correctly, yeah. two years prior to Racine being incorporated as a village. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about what, what it means to be starting a congregation in a place like that that yeah. doesn't even have a courthouse yet right. and doesn't have, you know, kind of any of that sort of official infrastructure of being a, a village, let alone a city. Exactly. Uh, yeah. so kind of fun to think back uh, about that. And, of course, uh, your your sanctuary, I mean, your entire facility, yeah. but your sanctuary in particular, of course, is exceptionally beautiful, and that has to be a joy to uh, to be at a place that has uh, such a lovely space. Yeah, I, it, um, you know, it was one of the things, it's another one of the things that attracted me to the space that you could really... Um, the of course you know the uh, the acoustics and the sound in there is just incredible. If you have a a soloist singing from the the chancel, or if you have a whole uh, symphony in there, yeah. it they both sound 
incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is beautifully designed. Uh, one of my uh, one of the history buffs in the congregation would would uh, would would be angry with me if I didn't mention that uh, when they finished the church in 1852 and they opened the doors and let the pastor at the time in, uh, the rumor is that he danced down the aisles in, in excitement um, for, uh, for, for this, uh, the completion and what he saw there. Um, they have been trying to get me to recreate that moment, but I said, this is the you know, 185th uh, anniversary of the, church, of the congregation, not the building, so maybe... Right. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yes. And, if I'm here then. Yeah, in 20 or 30 yeah. years, maybe you'll dance. And I'll, if, I, if I can pick up where you uh, left off there as well, you know, one of the things that, again, with that building uh, now being uh, recognized by the National Park Service as, as a stop on the Underground Railroad, um, that the beauty of the sanctuary is now has a kind of, um, you know, moral <laughs> beauty to know that people were um, hiding people there uh, to get them on ships, uh, to get them uh, to Canada and to help them along their way. Um, and I know for me personally, I, I just, um, I really can feel that when mm. I, when I um, you know, sit and take time in that space. So, right. Um, I, I, lo- I love when you sit in that gorgeous, open, <laughs> uh, radiant space, and then you think about that secret tunnel yeah, that's yeah. also part of of First Presbyterian Church. Right. And you think about how, in a sense, holy those two spaces right. are, even though to look at them, they could not be more yeah, different. Yeah. It's right. a wonderful story. I love the something else on your website, which said that this beautiful church building, uh, when it was built, cost $10,600, which I suppose was a princely sum back in 1852. Right. Uh, <laughs> one sort of shudders to think what you can build with $10,000 nowadays. Uh, so it's such a great history, and uh, there's so many things uh, to be proud of and to celebrate, which of course brings us to this 185th uh, anniversary. So I imagine you and uh, some committee sat down to think about how this could be celebrated, and I know there's going to be a number of celebrations, but the kind of the big kickoff is this Sunday. I know your your own Sunday morning worship <laughs> is going to be a celebratory. Yeah. But then what happens after that Sunday morning? Yeah, so we, we will celebrate um, in the service. It is the, the first Sunday in Lent, so we have to, you know, Pay homage to the to the Lenten season as well. But, uh, oh, no party hats uh, yeah, there. Yes, you know, right. but uh, but we will. Uh, one thing I'll mention just about the worship service beforehand is that one of the special things that will happen during that service is that uh, our uh, choir director and uh, organist uh, accompanist um, has uh, written a special piece uh-huh. uh, of music for uh, organ and bell choir. Um, I think I think Alejandro has been there. Um, Maybe 12, 15 years. I, I can't remember the dates exactly, but uh, you know, he said he just really wanted. He's been wanting to do something for the church for a while, uh. and so he composed this piece. Um, it should be. It should be. I've, I've heard it one time, uh, kind of in a simulation, not mm-hmm. in the, not actually played. Um, and it's kind of cool because it plays on the the first, the eighth, and the fifth for the uh. one eighty five. So oh, he kind of okay. uh, wow. does this uh, musical theme. So that'll happen in, at the postlude part of the service. So mm-hmm. just thought I should should mention that sure. for sure. And then um, after that, we'll have a little time of festivities in the sanctuary. We will uh, honor. Uh, we have at least I, I think it's. Thirty plus folks who have been members for um, 
over 50 years. Wow. So we'll have, you know, kind of list them out and, and recognize them. Uh, the, uh, the current moderator of the Presbytery will be there to kind of, you know, give us, uh, <laughs> recognize this, uh, this accomplishment. And then uh, the mayor, uh, Corey Mason, will be there to read a proclamation from the, from the city. And uh, I think that's the main thing that happens in, the, in that festivity part. Uh, we will then go to the, uh, the, the fellowship hall, and we, we've got a lovely cake. Um, I think we're actually following in your all's uh, lead by we have a new logo that was designed uh, oh. uh, for, our, uh, for our 185th, and uh, so we'll have a cake with our new logo on it. Oh, uh, so, so we, know, we, uh, we learned that from, from, from good folks, <laughs> <laughs> how to celebrate. Right. Um, and so we'll have uh, a little more time of celebration there with uh, you know, just sharing of, of food and, and uh, fun together in there. So Fantastic. It should be a great, uh, great time. And, of course, this is just the kickoff of what I imagine will be a a number of events that will be coming in in, in the months uh, ahead. And uh, I would suggest that people uh, look to the uh, website of First Presbyterian Church. And uh, there's a place where it's something about about us, and uh, you can kind of see who the staff is and different sorts of things. But then there's something you click on called our history, mm-hmm. and it includes uh, some really nice information uh, beyond what uh, what you've yeah. just shared, and uh, some photographs and so on that kind of take us a bit back through through uh, through the history, and uh, it's it's a wonderful thing to be around yeah. 185 years, and and in this day and age in particular. So, yeah. we hope people will make note of that, and uh, and uh, at various points in time, uh, be part of the festivities. So. Yeah. And we appreciate you joining us, Reverend Darren Utley, uh, who is the pastor at First Presbyterian Church. So happy anniversary to you and yours, and uh, may it be a grand celebration indeed. All right. Thank you so much, Greg. Appreciate it.